Welcome back to the Time is Ripe podcast. My name is Scott Smith. I am your host. This is a podcast of Ripe Creatives, and it's the podcast where we go back in time to discuss things that happen in the ministry of Ripe Creatives within our Ripe community. And today we have a very special episode. We're going back to March 31st. It was a Friday evening. We did a thing called the Ripe Takeover concert at Penn State University Abington Campus. And to uh, break down this whole story, which I think is a pretty wild one, uh, I have four guests with me. It's a big, big crew today. Uh, first up, we got Mr. Esty. Hey, everybody. Esteban Nieves. Awesome, awesome man. He was the MD for the event and has a lot of beautiful things to share. All of these guests are actually returners. We also got, of course, Mr. Jared Topmont Moses. Back again, back again. Always good to have you, Mr. Topmont. He's the man who uh, records and releases and produces and edits all of these podcast episodes. If you didn't hear him say that on the last one. Hey, the one you know what? It. Listen, <laughs> people chiming in for the first time. We also got Mr. Rashid St. Fleur, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, everybody. I'm here. Welcome back, Rashid. He was on thank the you, uh, the Texas episode, the actual Justice Run episode from season one. He's yeah. a hard man to get a hold of. <laughs> Stop. Mr. Hollywood. He just, he just landed from Hollywood. He's uh, here. Yeah, <laughs> right now. Straight from Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> 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 feeling awkward. <laughs> put, put the mic up to you. <laughs> you got you to talk into the mic. Oh, uh, yeah. It's already feeling awkward. You want me to say that again? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, so good. Man. Uh, finally, last but not least, we got Mr. AVG, Gabriel Angran, the poet's poet himself. Back on the pod, second time. What's up? What's good, y'all? Good, glad to be back. It's really good to have all five of us on today's episode. It's going to be a blast. Um, now, for just kind of general overview, we did this event on Friday, March thirty first. It was a ripe takeover concert. Uh, it was a blast. We had a ton of artists on it within the ripe community, and we did this whole thing in partnership with a campus ministry group. And some students and some campus ministry leaders on campus at Penn State. And uh, kind of our context for getting there was actually Rashid. Rashid St. Fleur, shout out to you, being an alumni of Penn State Abington. Yeah. And uh, you were kind of the reason why we were able to get uh, this whole event together, mm. technically, because you were you know, an alumni of the university mm-hmm. and somebody who was connected with the campus ministry group. So just kind of give us some context for that campus ministry group when you were on campus and how you maintained that relationship over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I kind of go back to the beginning, I guess. Uh, my first semester of Penn State Abington as a student, um, I actually... Hate is a strong word. I actually didn't enjoy my time there, my first semester. So, you know, I'd go to class, um, you know, just doing a ton of work with class. Being a bio major, I had, like, a ton of work. And, like, to blow steam, um, I'm just going to the gym, just playing basketball, going back and forth, have this routine, going back and forth, heading home. Um, Don't really have, like, a community or people or a ton of friends to kind of, like, just lean on and just to connect with outside of school and sports and you know one time one day I 
I was playing basketball with one of my Haitian brothers. His name is Joadens. Um, um, he, uh, do you remember him? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he invited me to like this jam session that ACF was holding because a ton of people um, in ACF at the time were a ton of musicians. So they connected a lot through that. Um, and, you know, they invited me to the jam sesh and um, I actually connected with them first through music, which was special. Um, and from then that point out, um, I just been I was committed into the group the following semester. I I like joined the leadership. And, you know, that was where community was really um, emphasized. And, you know, it was it just became a lot more important than it was beforehand. So OCF has been a huge part of my life. Yeah, so good. And your campus minister originally was a guy by the name of Spencer. Spencer, great man. Yeah, he was dope, man. He was dope. Yeah, and I've actually known Spencer for years because I met him when he was a college student hmm. going to the Ocean City Beach Project. I would go back to OCBP every year okay. and recruit interns or perform or whatever else. So um, just super, super cool kind of small world. And uh, I met you through recruiting. I tried to recruit you like 17 <laughs> times to be an intern when you were a student at Penn State. True story. Um, but it's, it speaks to your character when you were a student, mm. how much they valued you even after you graduated to yeah. want to have you come back and do a show with them. Mm. You know, so I, it, cause it, Spencer's not even the campus minister there anymore. No. It's a new guy named Ray. Was Ray there before you graduated? Did he come yet? Yeah, Ray was there my very last year, I believe. Yeah, Ray came in. It was a different dynamic. He's very different from uh, from Spencer. Yeah, two totally different yeah. people. Yep. But it was a good dynamic. He was. He's a. He's a very good dude, man. Yeah, Ray. Ray's. Yeah, he's just a great guy. I love Ray. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Ray. Ray was kind of the one that also known him since he was in college, mm-hmm. and um, you know he he's just a fan of you. Mm-hmm. Right, a fan of your music, a fan yeah. of Abel and Rick and yeah. Ripe in general. Ray has been coming out to creatives events for right. the last couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Basically since he um I think he probably used creatives as an outlet for himself. Yeah. Like to get off campus, to be around other young adults. Cause right. when you're a young adult leading younger adults, that mm-hmm. can be a little bit exhausting. And so he kinda wanted to get around some people his age. So he was coming to all of our events. And then he started bringing college students out, right. left and right. I mean, there hasn't been a creatives probably in the last two years that there hasn't been five or six Penn State Abington students wow. because of Ray. Right. Wow. Um, and so he approached us kind of like, hey, um, is there a way c- that we can do a concert on campus, you know, get Rashid back to perform, but also, you know, the other ripe guys mm-hmm. and gals. And um, yeah, and he, he kind of believed rightfully that he, the university might even be able to fund it, mm. right? That it wouldn't just be what we've done with some other university shows where we've just volunteered our time or tried to figure out a way to raise some money separately to go do it. Mm-hmm. But they, he's like, no, the university has resources for this kind of stuff in the budget. You just have to request it as a student org. And then if you guys do well with it, you know, maybe this could become a recurring thing. Um, Jared and I started this conversation with Ray, I think as early as September. Of last year, if not earlier, I don't know. I, I, we had like talked off and on. You had mentioned like, "Hey, this is a possibility. Be ready to have a conversation about it." 
But then, like, we never had set actual dates until when we were talking with him in September. And even then, it was more just him and you talking, and then you'd talk to me. Yeah, like, theorizing this, let's try to figure this out. Mm -hmm. But we were trying to do it in the fall. I'm pretty sure we had a date in November. Like, if we scroll through the Ripe Artist text chat, I could probably find Penn State Abington November 4th, 2022, or whatever, you know. But that never happened, and right. it was kind of a thing where it was just like too much too soon, and then it was pushed to I think maybe January, February, mm. and then that even got pushed back to March 31st where we where we landed on, and it was just a lot because uh, Ray works for the CCO, shout out to Coalition for Christian Outreach. They do the Jubilee Conference in February. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of funding and transportation needs for that for students, so we wanted to do it as far away from that, but also as far away from finals as possible. That's actually so we how I thought we knew him at all. I didn't realize that mm-hmm. you had already had experience with him before. I didn't even realize that Rashid was with ACF and everything when he was there. I thought he just went to the school. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that he was a part of the ministry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, was she cool. was a big part of it. One Love of them that. student leader guys. Yeah, man, I started ACF. Man. <laughs> <laughs> also not true. But, uh, oh, <laughs> definitely man. had a big hand in uh, leading it. And there's a whole bunch of funny stories at campus. Like I was recruiting Rashid to be an intern that he said no to. And Austin, Cherry Cola, we love him. Uh, happened to be walking by while I was talking to Rashid, and then Austin yeah, sat down, and we had a common word with the bridge, because mm. I was doing something in Western PA called the bridge, and his church was called the bridge. Oh, Austin ends wild. up becoming an intern with us, wow. and that's how this whole like Austin thing even yeah. happened too. So, um, really, really crazy. Now, once this was a go, the funding wasn't verified, but Ray was very adamant, like it's going to come through. You know, the university has to okay it, but like, I really believe that this will work. And so, right from the outset, I was like, Ray, I have to function as if there's a budget. And then, if there's not, like, we got to change some stuff up. But in order to plan something, you have to pretend like you have what you're saying you have, right? Mm. And so, we kind of navigated that stuff, came up with some numbers to figure out. And once I figured out, okay, we have room in the budget to do this, the first thing I wanted to do differently with this Penn State show was get the band. Mm. I was like, you know, obviously get Aunt G. He's our DJ. He makes sure everything smooth flow. We, we shout out Ann on every event. I need Jarrett to, to bring and run sound. But let's try to make this excellent by having a through line with the band. And so I just kind of called Esty, like, Esty, is this even possible? Is this something you would be interested in MDing? And I don't know. It seemed like you you hit you you were like super excited. I don't want to speak for you, but what did you think getting that phone call? Yeah, I was definitely hyped for sure. I think um, having the band in a lot of these like uh, environments just kind of completely changes the vibe, right? Because yeah, it just allows um, even more expression on top of what's already happening, and there's more energy, right? And there's always like the in between times where the band can just do stuff, right, and have fun playing. That, like, sets the atmosphere for the whole night, to be honest. Um, yeah, so, like, yeah, it was it was dope. Glad to get the call and glad to MD, and it was a fun time. Glad to play with Rashid and stuff, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it it was definitely way better as a dynamic just because, like you said, the downtime between artists. Like, Ant does great filling it out, but when there's actual musicians or someone in the room that the crowd can feed off of, like, I felt mm-hmm. a difference there than I think I did when we did Temple. 
but we could not have done the band if it was the same circumstances as Temple because Mm. we didn't have the setup time. We didn't have the equipment available because we weren't allowed to bring it in. We, we hit jackpot with what Penn State State allowed allowed us to do. do, Yeah. Mm, Yeah. I mean, they really, they really trusted (laughs) us. I don't think they really wanted to trust us, but I think they were happy that they did because Mm. it went so well, which Mm. we'll get to some of that stuff um, later on. But yeah, I, I just remember. Ashley, I mean, you've just been such a godsend to our entire community Facts. as a talented musician, but even more so as a leader. Mm. Like when you step into a thing and you say, yeah, I got yeah. you, the follow through is 100% always. Yeah. And I just kind of said, like, pick your team. And I love that you were like, dude, I want Jason. Mm. And Jason Weatherby is, is Mike Weatherby, who's in Ripe Worship and a part yeah. of our creative team. It's his little brother. Um, but Jason is not just Mike's little brother. Jason is his own human right. and somebody who's been a part of our, our ripe community for a minute. Yeah. But he's been growing so much. And a big part of that has been your investment in him. And I just love because there's, there's probably people who are further along in their uh, drumming career because Jason's young that you could have went out and got a quote unquote more polished drummer than Jason is right now. But I love the like discipleship mindset that you have with mm. the musicians you bring into stuff. And so you bring in Jason on drums, and then you bring in Gaby, who's like 17, just turned 18, I think. 18 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so bring in the young <laughs> bucks. He's <in>. legal. <laughs> You're dope with the cum, like cummings, y'all. That's dope. Uh, can you just curve, can you just explain explain from your heart why you picked <laughs> Jason and Gabe? We're gonna get through this, guys. Uh, <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, for sure. Um, honestly, I'm just super thankful that Ripe just like has a ton of great musicians. Not gonna lie, because like um, you know, sometimes working at a church is hard, right? Because the uh, skill level varies a lot. <laughs> but like, I I feel really blessed, and I think we're all blessed to have like people in this crew that like, even though they're young, they're like super skilled at what they do. Mm. So honestly, like picking people out of our like a uh, pocket of people is never that difficult for me because I think like everyone is good. <laughs> like, and we have a bunch of people that can do a bunch of different things and they all do it like well. So for me, like when I was thinking of people, it, it wasn't difficult. Like um, luckily the first three people I said I wanted on the team were available, right? It doesn't always happen like that, but mm. um, yeah, I just trust those guys and I trust their abilities, even though they're young and um yeah it was it was a dope night i'm really glad that they all three of them jumped on um yeah and gabby and jason man they're killing (laughs) yeah i know people were kind of like really the young kids that i was like absolutely like um i played with jason before at his church a bunch and uh his dad is a killing musician so i knew jason would be crazy he's crazy yeah organ and keys organ and keys yeah yeah he's a good leader and so yeah and just being around them being around their family like man i knew jason just had something in him and uh i knew it was just gonna take a little bit to like coax that out of him but yeah like before the show i was like bro you just gotta go in this time 
Uh, I think I told him that a couple of days before, and he did. And then there's Gabby. I just knew he was going to be nasty. He's always mm. nasty, bro. He can play the bass. He's like 18. He can really play the bass. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's that's not even a question for me. Like, um, honestly, Jason wasn't either. I think yep. he's just they're just killing. So yeah. yeah, really happy that we have all these people and right that are killing musicians. Yeah, I I remember the conversation specifically. I said like, is this something you think Jason could do? Like, is he far enough along? in his process of like growing as a musician you said with one rehearsal yes mm. as long as we rehearse have one night that we can get everybody in the room and run all the tracks together he absolutely can do it and um and you were right you know and then l was the third so mm-hmm. initially yeah, yeah. it was really just uh you three i was kind of yeah. trying to keep budget stuff tight right and i was like you know let's get away with a three-piece electric bass drums mm. And then we went to Brian Thomas's show. Shout out to Brian Thomas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Jason was up there. Yep. And yep. L was up L there. Was playing, yeah. And I was like, should we just ask L if he wants to like play keys for the Penn State show in a couple months? Mm. And so we just asked L right then and there. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, Yeah, I'm in. Let's yeah, go. <laughs> and then L killed it too. So yeah, it was, yeah. it was yeah. just like, and having him added a whole different layer. Yep. For sure. Um, Super, super cool. Thank you, Esty, for MDN. And yeah, yeah. yeah. No we'll we'll pull out some more things on the band stuff in a second. But cool. in total, this event was 18 people were involved. Mm. Um, going into it, I kind of told the team, this was like our good soil of this year because mm. we didn't do good soil this year. Mm. Um, good soil was our first main episode in, in season one here. It was an all-ripe event. In ways, this wasn't good soil because we didn't have ripe worship involved. But in ways, it was the ripe artists. Yeah. So we had, you know, a bunch of ripe artists on the lineup and a bunch of the poets, actually, for the first time in this mm. kind of way as well. Mm-hmm. And so it was a big undertaking. 18 people involved, uh, 18 different people getting, you know, paid through various means to make sure that everybody had what they needed in mm. the budget. And um, praise God for that, man. I think Facts. it was probably our max. It was awesome, man. Facts. It was one of our biggest budgeted events, I think, that we've ever had to pull off. Nice. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and I, I think it was cool because we got to, you know, nobody got rich off of this event, obviously. <laughs> nobody got their value. But we were able to but take everybody, care of everybody. Yeah. Everyone, was, everyone was valued in a way. Yeah. And like you said, it was it was a little rough on the financial side, like not knowing really early on. Because I was even lucky enough to to pull in a buddy of mine to help me with all the sound stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and I had to call him. I was like, hey, can you just pencil in the date <laughs> up until like two weeks before? I'm like, all right, it's a go. He's like, cool. Yeah. yeah. He was having to hold off like one other gig just to just as a maybe. Whoa. Yeah. And, and a big part of this undertaking with it, like Jared having to add another guy to run sound was we weren't walking into a venue. Mm. Yeah. We were walking right, into right. a conference lecture hall it, yeah. it was a classroom it was basically a giant classroom classroom yeah, auditorium oh, wow. and when we I first turned there, it into a venue yeah when i first got there i'm glad i didn't just walk in because i i go in the door and i'm like let me wait for a second i'm sitting there listening and there's a class happening <laughs> right up to the minute that i was allowed to load in my goodness yeah so it was just like a big undertaking right because we're not walking into a room like a lot of our creatives events the reason why we were able to do those so effectively is because a lot of times we're in a space that's a venue that we can walk in turn on use turn off and walk out mm. change this was mm. it was as if there was it was a shell and yeah. we came in and built a yeah. world in one day wow and we did that all morning and afternoon with sound checks 
doors open at five, show six to eight, and we had to be out by ten, which we ended up being out by nine, which we'll get to in a little bit. But <laughs> it was just a massive, massive undertaking. For sure. And I it was it was a full team effort. Um just to kind of run down the 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 lineup. So I got to host Angie, of course, DJ'd Esty was the MD with the house man with L and Jason and Gabby. Um, we also had on the lineup, we had Eves as the opener. Rick Harmony did a set. Greg Snow did a poetry set. Leah Wren did a set. AVG, who's right next to me, did a set. Abel did a set. Sergene did a poetry set. And Rashid closed out the night. We also had Rosie, who did the flyer for the event. Shout out to that flyer. That flyer was mm, dope. Yeah. Mm, um, mm. She was scheduled to be there to paint, but she ended up having to drop out last minute for a mission trip to Costa Rica that mm-hmm. came out of nowhere. Mm. And so we added Tucker from Painting Freedom, and he was number 18. Yeah. Um, it was a tight ship, like a very tight run of show, two hours, mm-hmm. 10 minutes, um, eight artist sets in two hours and 10 minutes, plus the band rocking out, plus Tucker sharing about his painting and Ant spinning, mm-hmm. yeah. plus my hosting time. Mm-hmm. All of that in two hours and 10 minutes. It was, I'll be honest, it was my bad. I <laughs> overfilled the lineup. No cap. You got hype. That's what happened. I got yeah, hype. Yeah. I was like, yes, you did. Dude, what if we have... <laughs> yeah, what if we have everybody? Like, hey, can we do this? I'm like, uh, can I stop you? <laughs> it was dope, though. Can we just work briefly? Like, It doesn't have to be a huge, long thing. Yeah. But I would just love to work through the night real quick, mm-hmm, just to sure. honor everybody. Mm-hmm. Eve's anything stick out from her set. She was the opener. Rashid. Let me just start off. There's like shows that you go to and you have different acts and it's like, oh, this act is tough and this act is like down there. And like going into this night, I didn't know what to expect. And I'm going to just start off like nobody missed. Like there was not like one act that was bad. Mm. Like everybody came and delivered well. Mm-hmm. And like to cap, like to start off the night was like Eve's and she killed herself. Oh, oh my goodness. gosh. A few weeks before, I was in New Jersey with her um, at the family church, and she was just running tracks. And, like, she was doing her thing. She was singing, and I was, like, saying, oh, my gosh, Eve's, like, she got so much better as a singer. But, like, the tracks weren't hitting, and there was a problem. But to see her with the tracks and a full band and people supporting her with a rehearsal, and I'm just, like, I'm there in the crowd just, like, stunned, shocked. I'm, like, what the heck is going on? Jason is killing Gabe, L, Esteban, like... And she's killing it up there, like owning the stage, bro. And like, like shout out to her because she carries like this artistry so well. Mm-hmm. And sure. I look up to her in that sense. Yeah, yeah. she's dope. She killed it. Yeah. And that that was the set where I was like, Jason, wow, right? <laughs> bro, he hit a couple of them. He hit a couple of the things. What I said, I forget who I was talking to. It might have been Greg, but I was just like, man, you can tell that this man put the time in mm-hmm. to listen to these songs mm-hmm. for the last two weeks leading up to this date because he wanted to steward it so well. Mm. He knew every single like flare that he could yeah. throw, every wrinkle he could yeah. put into yeah. the set yeah. as a drummer, and it it came through. Yeah. Like you would have thought that's, that he was Eve's drummer for years. Nah, hey. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Not for real. Yeah, I said the same exact thing. <clears throat> so so good. Mm. Um, after Eve, shout out to Eve. We love you, Eve's. Um, Rick came up on stage. Uh, Esty, anything from from Rick's set that you remember at all? No, it was a good time. It was just fun, you know. I think like for all of us playing behind the hip hop guys, like 
it's just fun because we kind of like rely on the track a lot mm. and just play whatever we want. And it's always cool to like vibe with them, both Rick and Aaron. So yeah, it was a good. It was a good set. Yeah, it was really really good. Rick, I I thought it was cool to see because Rick and Abel have done so many sets together mm. recently. Yeah, it was beautiful to watch them not just do like uh, Rick first, then Abel, then together. But to have like really bona fide separated yeah, sets, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think what's interesting is whenever they're by themselves, it actually pulls even better energy out of exactly. each yeah. of them individually, That's true. Yeah. because they don't have each other to rely on. I think performance wise, two is always better than one on stage. Like it's more fun for an audience member, right? But it wasn't that much more fun because mm-hmm. they both killed it yeah. in yeah. terms yeah. of their energy. Yeah. And Rick really set the tone, I thought, on That's an facts. energy standpoint. A thousand percent. And um, yeah, that was that was really good. And then we had our first poet, Mr. Greg Snow. Yeah. Hey, he, uh, he has to free the poets. <laughs> what you got about Greg's, ABG? What did, oh, you, what did so, you experience about Um Just thinking about Eves and Rick and then mm-hmm. Greg as like ramping up the energy of the night. Mm-hmm. I think great choices to begin with. Yeah. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah Greg is definitely The most energetic poet We got yeah, Oh yeah Energetic Absolutely. person Absolutely. Yeah yes. just in general Thanks. Energy That's oh, The yeah. man was probably Starting pits in the middle Of Rick's set <laughs> No he really was man. He really he was One more song <laughs> But I do think In terms of like His growth In mm. How can I say Like Finding himself In his own vibe As a poet Was much more apparent Like mm. this show Like I saw mm. a lot of growth um, even Scott, Sergi, and myself, we've had conversations separately and together with him to kind of like find his voice and his sound. Um, and I think like he found it um, during that show. Um, and even like some of the other shows he's been able to do, I think that was kind of a seed planted in kind of his own confidence and having mm-hmm. found that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was a really dope opportunity for him and a growth moment. Yeah, he's getting better. Absolutely. It's like been consistently and it's it's no fault of his own right we joke about this with him all the time his dad is a poet mm. and he grew up from the time he was born until now he's been in the poetry scene exactly hearing his dad's voice mm. and hearing his dad's cadence and his dad's delivery mm-hmm. and then finding his style through what he saw in his father exactly. and his dad's amazing spoken word artist <laughs> yeah. it, it's like that with every type of artistry like you see all these musicians their kids come into music they're doing the exact same thing you're like oh i can tell that's their kid because it's yeah. like mm. your day-to-day mannerisms there are things i do all the time i'm like oh my god this is what my dad does yeah but i think greg is starting to find Okay, there's a delivery that he has, or there's yes. a rhythm, or a pacing, or a breath that he can have exactly. that's different than yeah than his father, Definitely. right? And it's not to say what his dad does is isn't good. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, mm-hmm. but it's his. Yes, yeah. and Greg's right. finding his own. Yes, and the more and more that he performs, and the more he performs different styled pieces and in different ways and in different settings, I just think that he's he's growing a lot. Absolutely, but yeah, yeah. I think from a design standpoint. I mean, I always just credit that stuff to the Holy Spirit. It's not like, oh, wow, Scott's so smart. But I, just in praying through the set, like looking back, you're like, oh, yeah, Eves, Rick, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Those, that was like a f- perfect way to build the bridge yes. with an audience that's in the room that doesn't really know us yet. Right, mm-hmm. right. As we get into some moments where there's going to be a little bit more depth and contemplation mm-hmm. that we started, I think, really, really well. For sure. Yeah. Uh, after Greg was Leah's set, 
Um, and that is like a totally different feel and sound mm-hmm. um, where everybody's up and yelling and screaming and jumping around. Now they're seated and they're listening intently as Leah does her thing. Um, shout out to Leah. We love you. And, you know, we obviously just did the episode with her after the uh, the Creatives Concert co-bill mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Peter. Crazy. But I think this was her next uh, performance okay. was the yeah. Penn State show. What did you guys see during uh, Leah's set? The last couple times it's been it's been very different vibes from what I've been used to with Leah in the past because like if you go back to the live stream or even her other open mic performance she was all keys doing her songs but now hearing her go with the acoustic she's grown as an acoustic player too like thinking back to Worship Fest last year her acoustic playing wasn't bad but like compared to what she did at the Penn State show her acoustic playing's gotten better especially mm-hmm. with her singing at the same time mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh just seeing that dynamic with her was was great for her growth but also like she grabbed everyone's attention like there were people yeah, that were like yeah. kind of not paying attention in the background for like Rick or or Eva but then Leah's on stage and everyone's just like mm. yeah their mouths open a little bit, mm. just like wide-eyed staring at the stage. No one's got their phone out unless they're taking a video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's building together, right? Mm. And it's we've said this before, like it, if certain people go first or second or third, like you'd have the other dynamic, mm. right? If Leah goes first and Eve's goes third, you might have the same dynamic. Mm-hmm. But it's just a matter of like, it's a baton toss. Right. Like when we do these events together, it's like the next person is running their 100 meters as fast mm-hmm. as they can to hand the baton to the next person. Right. Yeah. And I felt like Leah's set was such a good transition oh, yeah. from yeah. this like super high energy mm-hmm. and then going from her into your set, AVG, because mm-hmm. you came up right after her and you did two pieces. And that was kind of right in the middle of the night. Absolutely. And that was kind of like the moment where we're like, present the gospel right now. You know, like through your Leah's songs, because the way she writes prayers, really, like I mean, she would even tell you that she doesn't just write songs; like a lot of them are prayers, mm. and so that's coming across. And then your two pieces talk about it, AVG, because I think your set was amazing. I'll talk yeah. about myself. I mean, we we <laughs> could talk about you too, but I would oh love goodness. to hear your perspective. What two pieces you do, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So I actually didn't know that Leah considers her songs as prayers, because I consider a number of my poems prayers as well. It's a very interesting dynamic there. Look at God. Hey. Look at God. Sure. <laughs> um, I did uh, Still Standing and Organs. And um, I just remember for that set very much wondering, like, how do I transition from Leah's energy to kind of my own? Um, and transitions was something I was, I've recently been trying to think about, like, how do I do that well? Mm-hmm. Um and I just sang like a hook of a song that I wrote from way back. Mm. And um, for me personally, it just like really set set the space for myself. Um, and then, you know, went into still standing and organs. Um, another thing is like figuring out how do I embrace mistakes? Because mm. yeah. um, like twice I couldn't think of um, a piece of still standing. Um, and just allowed that silence to be useful mm. um, and just like finish the rest of the piece and then went into organs. Um, it was a good Did, did you start it over, right? Did you run it back? I ran, I, yeah, I ran it back one time, ran up against the obstacle again. Um, yeah. Right after the show, I remembered like it was four words that I was missing. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Four happens. words. Crazy. Um, 
but it's, yeah, it's one of those things. It's also a good thing to keep in mind is like, obviously you never want it to happen, mm-hmm. right? Cause you want to be as polished and as excellent as you can. Mm-hmm. There are times where it happens where it's actually the Lord though. Mm. It's not mm. a lack of preparation. It's not a lack of um, memorization. It's not the enemy throwing a wrench in the plan. It's actually mm. God. Because somebody needs to hear that line again. Mm-hmm. They're running it's back. You, know? so like it's, you don't know which one it is a lot yeah. of times, but sometimes it can be a divine interruption mm. because somebody needed to hear mm. that first part of that piece again. Wow. They to also, for prayer. me, like for me as a listener, I like everything you did when you messed up felt in, intentional enough right. that it felt like it was a part of the poem. Mm. <laughs> so like it literally like... Had you, I, I knew you messed up because like I've like watched poets enough, so I've like no, mm. but like I also felt that the mistake was like amazing, like it like worked really well. <laughs> yeah. It worked, and like it yeah. made it made like the first couple of like lines like emphasized again, Absolutely. and it was dope. Absolutely. So I love that, and then also like that the thing you sang at the beginning to kind of like center yourself and like I was playing behind you. Yeah. I legit thought that was already a song. <laughs> so that was also dope. Like, yeah. and yeah, it was just fun to be able to just like catch the chords right there. Absolutely. And I feel like that led really well, like me doing the swells and you singing into your first poem. Absolutely. Like it was, it was a dope way to start. Not going to lie. I Absolutely. think it helped. Like, like you said, transition from Leah's to yours, like, it was perfect in mm. my opinion. Mm. And same with like the re- repeats. Like I had no, I was like, this is dope. Like even the fact that you had the um, like uh, performance intelligence to like just stop and like repeat, mm. but still like make it sound like super intentional. Mm. It was dope. Mm. I loved that's, it. Oh it God, great. honestly. And Esky, I appreciate you for coming, coming behind me on the, with the chords. It was like, <laughs> while I was singing, I was like, wait, what's that? I don't have a track. <laughs> <laughs> got you bro but yeah Yo, that's amazing thank you so much yeah. yeah i mean that's that's the beauty of having the band is you can create mm. such organic moments yeah yeah, yeah. that just wouldn't have been there yeah. without you guys and yeah just like whenever i envision okay penn state this is like a legitimate booking through a real i mean one of the largest institutions in the state of pennsylvania sure. which is where we all live and dwell mm-hmm. And, you know, this is a big deal. Let's let's nail this, mm-hmm. right? Last time I did a Penn State event, you know, they gave me a budget. They booked me to come out and perform some poetry. I could have taken the bag and done it myself. This mm-hmm. was years ago. But it was like there was enough resource for me to book a band. So I went and got Christian Tizon and Beat Peace and all those guys to come nice. out with me. So we could have moments throughout the night to make it special. Mm-hmm. And it was the same way with this one. It was like, okay, if there's this kind of budget, then how do we how do we make this really, really, really special? Yeah, sure. And the first step I think was the live band thing and moments like that is such a testament. That's like encouraging me right now. Mm. I made the right choice. Yes. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Because yeah. that wasn't even rehearsed. No. Like not that's, at all. Just, no, no. that's Esty. Not at all. Being Esty. Not at all. Um, <laughs> AVG, you killed it, man. Yeah, and organs yep. is such a good piece, man. Like mm. Yeah, man. It's so Fire. well written, but your performance of it. Right. The inflection in your tone, right, is you're a poet's poet, man. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. I keep Facts. saying it until you, <laughs> till you receive it. Yes, sir. But you're a beast. Yes, receive it. <laughs> and receive I will just say, it. it takes a lot of courage to start singing after Leah Ren gets you off stage. Go, bro. That's true, bro. <laughs> That's true. 
<laughs> no, that's a great point. I was like, yo, I'll never. You will never get me up here singing after Leah Red. Absolutely not. But that, like, I'll say that again. Like, I think there was a lot of, like, God moving me because I do a lot of, like, well, no, they just sang. Like, what am I doing? Right. This is my. This is a poetry set. What am I about to do to sing? Like singing. Right. Um, and even like Leah is like an amazing singer. To then jump into my own thing, mm. but it's kind of like a sense of authenticity that I'm trying to grow in. That's good. Yes. That's, That's good. good to like step into that. I, I respect it. I respect it. I'm just saying, <laughs> you are not going to find me <laughs> on stage after Leah ran trying to say uh, me uh, either. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, oh. Then we got to Abel, and it was such a good little like uptick yeah. in the roller coaster of the night. Mm. Pun intended. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, clever. And, clever um, to see that. But yeah, to like come off of your piece where it was just like this say la, mm. like wow kind of hits you in the chest kind of thing and that Abel comes on who has such a heart for ministry through yes, his music yes and I I think this was the best I've seen Aaron perform mm, on his good. own in a long time I was mm. just about to say that because like him not having Rick to Rick is great at pushing energy Aaron is like the vibes mm. and Aaron was able to bring the vibes and the energy yes. so it was Mm-hmm. Like you said, one of the best sets I've seen him do in a long time. Yes, absolutely. I was so proud of him. Absolutely. Like he owned he that great. stage. Yeah. And I think it was just cool because like there's a lot of students in that room that are fans of his music. Mm-hmm. And that's what like needs to start happening for him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Is the places that he's performing is not just, you know, a youth conference with a bunch right, of right. kids. For a day, but a group of people who are fans of able yeah, music, sure. stuff, yeah, and sure. that that it makes a big difference. And so mm-hmm. there was even that pocket that like yeah. have been listening to Abel, yeah. um, like the the Wednesday before the Friday, March 29th, I go into Penn State to pass out flyers, and this girl's like, "Abel's on this," mm-hmm. oh, and I was like, "Yeah, do you That's know crazy. Abel?" And she was like. I've been listening to Abel for years. He's from Yo. here. She Yo. had no That's idea he was from so here. That is crazy. No but way. But she like had him on her playlist, and, like listens to That's him legit. daily. That is crazy. Yo. That's what so the heck? cool. I had no idea. He was, Wait, what's her name? Shut her up. I, I don't know. <laughs> hey. I'm fumbling the bag. Dude. That's <laughs> it was, crazy. It was bro. a really cool moment. Yeah, I was just like, amazing. oh, that's a good thing. Um, so yeah, I think it. Mm. It's good to see Aaron thrive. Yeah. And good to see him on stage absolutely killing it. Yeah. I just um, want to jump in right quick. Like, Aaron Abel is just a minister, like, from his it's heart. Very true. I mean, if you if we were looking for, I don't know, a pastor to come give a sermon, like, he <laughs> went and did that. Right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, he is stewarding his time on stage yes, so well. yes. As he like breaks down why he why this song means something to him, yes, or what he's going through in life, and how this song that he wrote for others is ministering to himself. Absolutely, he is just yeah, he's a pastor. Mm. Like he's like a pastoring, shepherding rapper in the middle of the set, you know, while jumping around and being crazy and getting people (laughs) hyped. It's special. And then the way you guys rock out to roller coaster, Mm -hmm. like doing that song to kind of bring the vibe down. At oh, the at end the of end the set. of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So good, fun. man. That the live fun. band adds so fun. much dimension to that yeah, song. It does. Oh, yeah. It does. Man kills it like always. Yeah. Amen. 
So after Abel, uh, we had Surgeon come up. Yep. And man, is she different? Yeah. She has. I don't know how to describe it. It's like what we said on the Temple episode in season one. She is so captivating. Mm-hmm. Her delivery, yes. the way she, the tone and inflection and the quietness at parts. Yes. And then the pacing and rhythm and, and volume in other Absolutely. parts. She takes you on a whole journey yeah. through a you know seven-minute piece or whatever. Like you are getting a, it's like watching a movie. Yes, sir. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Absolutely. She's tough. What did you Absolutely. think about her piece uh, that she did, ABG? So one of the things that was extremely special to me is that she has a couple bars that are centered around like college experience, mm-hmm. right? And it was only being in the college space that I picked up on them. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, whoa. The Sally Mae Jones. Yes. <laughs> yep. And Pemdas, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Um, there were a couple other ones too, but Damn, it's so interesting. Like as as a poet listening mm. to her piece, how the context changes what you can mm. hear and pick up yeah. on. That's it crazy. was so interesting to me. Mm. That's so Damn. dope. Yeah, that piece is so good. She did yeah. Trump the report. Yep. It's a piece that she has done at Temple. She did at the Germantown show. Um, she could just do that piece for the rest of her life, and we'll all be completely satisfied. I was going to say, that's one of her best pieces, and she does it everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's worth taking places. You yeah. Know? And I think yeah, in today's day and age, where video content is consumed 15 seconds at a time, mm-hmm. that piece is never going to get old. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because nobody even takes the time to sit down and watch full pieces anymore. True. You know, like they're watching a segment, a clip. So even if people have heard one part of it, mm. they haven't heard the whole thing. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's new and it's fresh. And for that, I just, I, it's so hard as somebody who knows all of your guys' stuff and knows what all of you can do to put myself in the shoes of a first time here mm. of what y'all are doing mm. and to be like, oh, like it's like when somebody hears Peter Collins for the first mm. time and you're like, what the heck? Right. Yeah. That's all of y'all in Whoa. your own way. Whoa. The first time somebody hears you, it's... It's captivating. It yeah. sets mm-hmm. something apart. And Sergene is one of those people that, like, people are just drawn to her yeah. and yeah. need to talk to her and find out about her process, yeah. writing yes. process, and whatever else, because right. it's so different than anything they've ever experienced. Yeah. Definitely. So Sergene's amazing. Beast. I feel like she kind of, like, draws draws disciples in a way. Mm. I mean, I've, I've seen her, like, have conversations with um, other women and it, you could just see how she like stewards the time mm. and like mm. really pours into mm. just anybody who comes up to her. It's like really beautiful to see. Yeah, yeah. She lives her life on mission. She's an actual minister, right? Yeah, I I don't know her like technical legal mm. titles around ministry office and stuff, but yes, Sergine is one of those people that I have, and because I've known Sergine for like ten, eleven years now, mm. and she's somebody that I have entrusted really vulnerable young women Mm. to her Mm -hmm. care Mm -hmm. when they were in really, really um, important moments of transition in their Mm. life because you just trust the anointing on her life and the way she's going to steward time and the way she's going to steward her voice. There's not going to be anything coming out of her mouth that's not from the Lord Mm. for them. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. She's just a beast with that stuff. And yeah, she's captivating in her poetry, but also... And the way she ministers to people, for sure. And uh, and I thought it was just good. Like 
even from a dynamic, you know, as you're designing the set with uh, this cross uh, gender dynamic, right? Guys mm-hmm. and gals performing, mm-hmm. like wanting to kind of break things up. So if we're going from Abel, we're going to land with Rashid having Sergene be the poet in the middle, sure. just to create mm-hmm. a little bit of balance mm-hmm. um, and 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 shift there. I think was really important, and uh, yeah. That was kind of the the thought there too. Having her go right after Abel was perfect fit. Must have. And then the final set was Rashid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. The goat. Yes, definitely not that. Closing mm. set, Mister Mister uh, Hollywood. Mister Hollywood himself. <laughs> <laughs> I've arrived, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Rashid. It was it was a no brainer to have you close the night out. Yeah. You know, I think. In some settings, it's like this person should be the closing person yeah. because of their connection to the space yeah, yeah. and their connect connection to the audience. Yeah. Like this is your home. Right? This is where you went to school, your undergrad. You did four years there. The yeah. ministry that brought us in, you were a leader over mm-hmm. while you were a college student. Like there was no way we were not ending the night with you. Right, right. Um, how did it feel for you though? Like playing at your alma mater. Like was that different? Um, special? It was definitely special. Um, I do this thing where I don't really, I don't try, I don't think leading up to things just cause I just get too nervous. I get too nervous. I like get too antsy. So like leading up to it, like I obviously rehearsed and, you know, prepared, but like, just like honing out details and like thinking of details, I, I tried not to do it just so I didn't get too in my head but like looking back and reflecting on it and like being up on stage and actually living it out you know it was definitely a special moment and um it was definitely it was it was crazy just just being there and you know being in the place and you know connecting with a person that I've seen you know years ago like it was just how the 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 tables turned and you know me living out that whole moment in reality yeah it was just dope it was just dope yeah so good yeah and it was really cool because uh you got to share like you had just done the american idol thing yeah shout out to american idol and uh <laughs> maybe we'll get a, a sponsorship <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. here we go let's get it let's get it let's dream let's dream prophesy yes <laughs> prophesy <laughs> prophesy to the winds and uh but you just done the american idol thing yeah. so from the stage like you're somebody who's just barely removed from college. Mm-hmm. You were just on this campus. You were a student mm-hmm. leader. God's moving in your life, creating opportunities. Now you're back and you're getting mm-hmm. to share with them. Mm-hmm. Like what was the what was kind of your heart in sharing that story with, with the students as you did that song? Man, um sharing that moment in the song. Cause the song is just about doubt and feeling like I'm not enough. And even though like I accomplished a part of American Idol, which was like huge, just looking back at it. And I know like the opportunity that it was and like how major it was. Um, and I, I look back and I'm grateful, but even in the midst of just going through that, there was a lot of doubt and feeling like I wasn't enough. And um, that song that I shared um, right after, um, right after, um, me sharing my time at American Idol was Healer, which was a song that I started writing um, at Hollywood Week. Um, So, and it was just like, God, like, I don't feel like I'm enough. I don't feel like I'm good enough. I don't feel like I can do it. And 
it's just like healer help me please literally mm-hmm. the hook you know healer help me please because you know i just can't do it without you mm-hmm. and yeah it just speaks on like a lot of the songs that i write i just try to focus on you know real raw emotions that i go through because i always feel like i just know i don't feel like but i know that you know the emotions and the feelings and not the experiences that i go to i'm not the only one that goes through these things yeah. you know that's sure. that's why we share testimonies you know mm-hmm. to be able to connect with different people and like my songs are testimonies like mm. you know that's 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 what i connect with you know um that's that's what i focus on that's what i you know that's what makes my songs um real to me you know that's good and real to others yeah, yeah. yeah. it was that's, it was real in that room mm-hmm. it was beautiful to watch and mm-hmm. yeah it was just like being in other spaces like so I remember for me years ago, I got to go perform for like my hometown high school football team because of the NFL piece and just to be in that space and get to do a poem for, and it's not like those kids were with me in high school. These are new high school kids and I'm Mm -hmm. an adult, but it was, it was like, man, this is a beautiful gift Mm -hmm. to think that God has done something in my life to be able to have something to offer Mm -hmm to be that person that impacted me back yeah. then or whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. um, cherish that man. Like yeah. That's, yeah. that's something to never forget yeah. or never look past because mm. not everybody gets to graduate from a university a couple of years back, get to use their gifts and right. skills sure. to be a, to be an example in that mm-hmm. space, you yeah. know. Yeah, uh, I thought that was so so stinking special. And you killed your set as you always do. Thanks, man. Um, and then you fun. had SD playing with you too. Esteban, bro. Mm. I don't, I don't dynamic, think bro. you understand how much I loved you, like being <laughs> up on stage with me, because I always perform just by myself, mm. and like you just added such a different dynamic, and like it just speaks to your musicality and like your skill. And you're, uh, I don't know the word, but it, I'll just say maturity because mm. like you just take the time to like actually, like you just cherish and you you steward like your gift and your opportunity super well, and you know like I look up to you in that sense and like appreciate you and like you know asking you to do that I was like please like I hope this man like says yes because I know because <laughs> I know like just what you're capable of and you know I'm I don't know if I ever said this but thank you. Yeah, bro. For joining me. It was a good time. Yeah, bro. Thanks for asking me. Seriously. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, bro. That's one thing. I I, so I always love when SD's on a gig because I, I know that there's a certain level of excellence and excellence. preparation yeah. that SD brings to the table because everyone everyone knows you are one of the best musicians in this whole crew of people that we run with and everyone is wanting to be someone that you like to play with and they want to be able to keep up with you. And you pull that out of people. Even if you didn't have the rehearsals, I know like Jason, Gabe, L, they're all thinking like, I know I got to be able to be ready to follow him mm-hmm. on this. Yeah, and I always like any gig you're on, man, I always make sure you got an MD mic. I don't care if they say <laughs> put, one, put one at drums, put one on bass, whatever. I'm putting one at guitar as well because right. you're there. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That was so good. And right after Rashid set, you know, we had probably some announcements I should have done, you know, like the community line and whatever else, but you know, just timing wise and feeling like we we're kind of clicking along and, wanting to wrap up because we had such a turn 
uh, tight turnaround yeah, after sure. the show. Yeah. Well, doing um, it at the end made sense because of how many people came in throughout all of it. Like there were still like yeah, one or true. two new people trickling in. True. By the time we got, yeah, to the I don't even set. think I did it though. Oh, oh I, I'm saying I'm saying I didn't get to. <laughs> what happened? What happened instead? Was we let the band rock out for a minute, yeah, and the, the oh, painter word, got to do it right oh, after painter, that. Dude. Yeah, but yeah, yeah before yeah. Tucker, you guys got to rock out, mm-hmm. and that was so funny because yeah. you had, you had already done a solo, and then people like, like were like, oh, "SD go!" And I was like, "Dude, he just did I was one." Like, Bro, yeah. I just played like two seconds. Ago. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> I remember that. Like, yeah, that was wild. Wasn't it like Priscilla didn't get a video of it or something? I don't know what it was. Is that what it was? I literally still don't know what the story was. Honestly, yeah. I totally disrespected your first solo by asking you to do a second. Oh, no, it's all good. Because the first one was amazing. Yes. Both of them were good, but it was yes. like, he was just like, dude, I already played. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, bro, time's running out. Like, we done, bro. You literally went back and forth with him for like 10 seconds. Like, I'm not doing it again. Yeah, I'm just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. on stage. I was like, Scott, we have to leave. Like, <laughs> we have to pack up. It's not 15, bro. And, uh, no, it was 8, eight, eight 10 or something. But, but Jason did his well. solo, uh, Gabby did his, and L. I had a, yeah, I had a moment with L. Something out. It was so funny because I looked at him. He was just like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and he just like killed it. But it was adorable because his eyes, like when mm. L does that, like, why are you doing this? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> like, bro, what? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And uh, it was just a great moment. It was like, it really... It ended the night so well. And then we got to give the microphone to Tucker Mm -hmm. from Painting Freedom. Mm -hmm. And he just communicated the gospel. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. He, like, in six minutes or less, through his painting and the painting that he did, which, by the way, your dad, Rashid, bought, which is crazy, small world. But Tucker got to just articulate the gospel to the audience. In a way that, like, if you didn't catch it through the poetry, mm-hmm. if you didn't catch it through the music, mm-hmm. it was laid out so mm-hmm. well by Tucker. Mm-hmm. Right. It, Tucker just does that. He's a beast. Like, this is all he does is paint and minister. Wow. Paint and preach a message. Paint and follow through. Wow. And so it was really beautiful to just watch him in his element mm-hmm. um, and be a part of kind of our team. Yes. And I wish, I actually, you know, if we were doing this podcast again, I would I'd probably ask Tucker mm-hmm. to be here in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hope we can get him on one yeah. soon yeah, because he, he did this. What Ripe Creatives is doing right now, mm-hmm. Painting Freedom was years oh. ago. Um, before the pandemic, he had a team, a worship team that he traveled with and did oh, this wow. painting. That's, wow. That's awesome. And now it's kind of him and like one or two other people from time to time um, because people have just moved on different life circumstances. But he looks at us, I think, with a like an endearment Mm. because he remembers the excitement of growth Mm. and the excitement of new opportunities. And I think in ways we're kind of like a shot in the arm to him Mm. because he's been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you were trying to figure out what painter to get. Mm. Uh, when we found out that Rosie was not going to be able to make it. And yeah. you're like running all these names by me. And then you bring up Tucker and you're just like, well, what about this guy? I'm like, I don't even know who this name is. Who, who is he? And you explain it. I'm like, Scott, why are you even asking me? That's the one you're going with. <laughs> wow. like, that's the best option. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, I think I hung up with you. I was like, actually, I'm going to call him right now. Mm. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I was like, end the conversation just there. Off. I was like, just get off the phone. I gotta, I'm going to call Tucker right now. Because we had asked like Marguerite, you know, we had asked uh, our gallery artist. Yes. 
like because they have also done you know prophetic in person painting before. Mm. So we're like, oh, Devin, like. Uh, or Marguerite, will you do it? Because she's done some events with us mm-hmm. in the past. Yeah. She couldn't because she was at another conference. You, Devin man. had to show art somewhere else. Yeah. And I was like, man, I guess we're just not going to have a painter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what about, what about Tucker? Mm-hmm. And you're like, who's Tucker, bro? And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you weren't in you know, uh, Breakaway with us. And I was explaining who, who he was. And I was like, yeah, Jared, just get off the phone. I got I to gotta call Tucker right now. <laughs> and honestly, like, and he I, said yes. I think even comparatively to the other painters we had, I think he was a really good option because – one, he actually did a piece that was very large. Like it took up enough space that space on the the stage that you could see it from anywhere in the room and understand what was going on. Mm. Not to say the other painters can't be seen, but sometimes it's hard to see around the person that's there. For mm-hmm. sure. And that's my the the guy I brought on to an audio, he was telling me that he loved the whole live painter aspect. He'd never mm. seen something like that. He he was telling me he was sending his girl pictures through the whole night. Like, oh my god, look how it's progressed now. No, look at it now. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. That's and shout sad. out to that guy, Gabe. Gabe. Gabe Woodside, my man. If you ever hear this, I love you, and I can't wait to have you on more gigs with this. Mm. Yeah, uh, he was it, awesome. it was a lot of fun. He was so chill. Yeah. Uh, yes, For yes, sure. he is. He's a great guy. He He's also has, the, like, the deepest voice ever. Let me just throw that out. <laughs> He's a large man, and he has a deep voice. So deep. We, we did some productions at our church, and we had him do a little, like, voiceover Monologue. as, like, the voice of God talking to a character. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's perfect. That's it song. was great. I didn't even have to use anything to bring his voice right, down. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I had to bring his voice up a little. Oh, wow. <laughs> he was making the subs hit too hard. But you know, <laughs> he's such a good guy, and he's one of the few people that I know I can call and I trust mm. on an audio gig because he and I think so alike. And that is what made this gig so much easier for me. I don't know mm. if anyone noticed. I was li- way less stressed on this than I have been in almost yeah. any other ripe gig because mm. i had him there with me right. and yeah we usually almost throw down every gig so that we didn't almost throw down on this <laughs> not not really but like it gets tense it gets yeah. tense, but... we're arguing at some point during the event. yeah yeah but him being there like i had some light issues and had to put the ipad down for the controller and i'm like trying to mess with the lights mm-hmm. he and i have like a trust with each other that he didn't even say anything he just comes up grabs the ipad and takes over nice. for the sound check nice. for me because wow. we know what each of us wants. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, we think so similarly, the outcome is the same, yeah. no matter which of us is running it. Mm. And that's why I love working with him so much. And he got to play with the lights all night, so I didn't yeah. have to. I was able to <laughs> yeah. focus on right. the audio. Right. Yeah, he did. He, he was just, uh, he did a great job. Yeah. yeah. And it's like what you want, you know, in terms of just like somebody coming in, not with an attitude of entitlement, but yeah. an attitude of service. Mm. He, he came right. in, he... Let us use the the Nord, uh, the oh, keyboard yeah. that was oh, there. It was he, nice. We used it for that. That's the same keyboard we had at Worship Fest. So like, he's he's helped out with stuff for a yeah, while. Yeah. But yeah. one thing he he texted me like, not even texted me. He called me like a day or two after the event, and literally just said, "Dude, thank you for having me on this event." I don't get to be around like a lot of Christian environments sometimes because mm-hmm. he's like me. We both work audio, different venues, places all over the the east coast but he was talking to me saying like i don't get to be around positive environments i didn't Mm. realize this was a christian event but the way you guys did it was just uplifting and actually encouraged me because we both work in a church as well and it can it can beat you down sometimes especially as a christian and in your faith and he said this was just a refreshing breath of air in his life Mm. and view of everything Mm. that's good so good man 
Yeah, it, was, it was super cool to hear that testimony. Like, you know, I think I think one of the things that we hear a lot is, man, like y'all are so authentic, mm. and it's refreshing. You know, like, and I hope by the grace of God that that God continues to protect that culture. Yeah, because yeah. we really don't want to do a show to do a show. Yeah, we don't want to fake it till we make it. Yeah, we want to be real about our love for Jesus and our love for Jesus to be real. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, in that space, like that came across, but you don't always know if it does. So it was like super encouraging to hear somebody say like, yo, y'all seem like the real deal. Yeah. yeah, I really appreciate that about you. Cause that's what we strive to be. We want to be the real deal on and off the stage, the way that we honor people, the way we interact. Yeah. I think, I think part of that is the humility and acceptance that we know what we have is good but we bring the same energy no matter where we are. Like mm. you said, we would have done this at Temple if we had had the resources available. We do this no matter the budget, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. We're bringing the same amount of effort and we're bringing the same authenticity, the same realness. You yeah. get us no matter what event we're at. Mm. You get the real us. The good mm. and the bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's what people want. They don't want all the good because then yeah, you're hiding the bad. And you're people can tell it. when you're hiding it. Yeah, yeah, they Super can tell heavy. for sure. Uh, I think, at least for me, and I I think it's for everybody, but um, a lot of that is because of how you lead us and what you Mm, tell uh, us, what you teach us to do. Big facts. Because, you know, I've been, like, my upbringing, like, what I do now in music is because of what you've taught me. Hmm. Like, the fact that I talk between sets is because of what you taught me. The fact that I talk to people after after sets at the end of the day, yeah. like, you know, encouraging people and speaking life into people after something that you do that moves a room, you yeah. know, pouring into somebody's life right after is so important. And it's because of like, you know, you like pushing us, even though we don't feel like doing it, Absolutely. but like seeing like the value of what it could do like mm. three, five, eight years from now, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, you know, I just want to say thank you for leading us well. Mm. Yeah, man. Appreciate yep. you, man. Thanks, Scott. Yeah. Love you guys. Agreed. Me too, bro. Um, You're the best. Couple, I don't the know about all that. But <laughs> <laughs> couple final notes. Uh, just a couple students sent um, some messages over. And uh, the energy was good. The way the performers interacted with the crowd made it feel very authentic. Mm. Ding, 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 right? <laughs> um, th- also, the opportunity to not only see the artist, but communicate with them one-on-one after. Mm. Funny, he just said that. Mm. Um, the Ripe concert for me was was not only fun, it was, but it was actually uh, the first time when I felt the Holy Spirit move wow. in myself in a really long time. Wow, that's crazy. Um, so just like these messages from students that they experience, like what we're debriefing to hear that, like to see these words in this text message, I was just like, I just want to share this because it's not just from what we're saying; it's actually what they felt yes. and what they experienced. And I and I really do believe that that God moved, and Bro, it was just such was... a good team effort. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but... please. Yeah, so like the way Penn State works is that there's um, a group of students that essentially work for the campus, and um, you know they're running the lights and the sound. Um, is so, it called like Lion Media or something? Uh, I think that's who he's talking about. I forgot. I forgot the name completely. You're good, you're good. But, um, yeah, so we there was a, a group of students in the beginning that were part of ACF, the, the Christian community, and there was a group of students who were actually working there, like, gearing up for the event. 
and it was very cool because like they see they they got to saw like like from like from the setup to like how we operate like leading up to it like the time of like reflection and prayer and like all that they were in the space and like literally the holy spirit was there mm-hmm. like moving in their lives mm-hmm. and like um like they just experienced everything the the raw the real like everything there was one there was one dude who was working with them he even like messaged me and i don't i don't know if he's a christian or not but like um he was like hey like i really connected with your set mm-hmm. and like it just made me think like wow this dude was just like like obviously like we understand this is like divine like timing and like he was meant to be there it was like a like a god moment yeah but like the fact that you know somebody who might not believe who was just working uh is just in that room and like receiving what the holy spirit had for him in that moment even that teacher bro like you don't know you don't know what he experienced man you know what i mean and like yeah yeah, bro yeah it was it was so fun because i felt I felt very free to be able to say like, Hey, we are going to pray now. Yes. And you don't like, I want to, you can leave the room if you need to. Right. But if you want to sit in here, like this is just who we are. Yes. Like we can't do this event without praying because Mm -hmm. of what we believe about our God. Absolutely. And who we're doing this for is ultimately him. But you know, just like trying to maneuver that and speak it, like with clarity, yeah. but mm-hmm. also grace and humility mm-hmm. to invite them in. And what I have found is whenever you're just, you do things that way, 99% of the team time, whether they agree with you theologically or whatever, right. they want to experience something yes. new. Yes. Like they want to learn, yes. you know, yes. they want to find out, is this God that they're talking about even real? Like, what yeah. is this? Mm, for sure. And yeah, I mean, it was it was really cool, and I I don't know this for sure, but there's definitely they want to have us back, mm. and like I don't know if the university would okay it or whatever else, but it seems like we stewarded the relational capital in that room, yeah, yeah, with that media team and the teachers and advisors and the students really really well. Yes, yes. Um, yes. So I'm I'm excited, man. I would love. I think it would be super cool if we could have like rhythmic, maybe once or twice a semester, ripe concerts with individual artists or like two artists, you know, like till we get to that level of rhythm with them. Yeah. Because I think we could add a lot of value to their semester's experience. And it's so, it's right here. It's not (laughs) far. Yeah, it's not far at all. Like it's not like driving to main campus or driving to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like it's it's thirty it's minutes right around from the corner. So awesome. yeah, I'm I'm hopeful for the future. We say this in all of our episodes. Like hopefully we can keep doing stuff with these people, <laughs> yeah. and we are batting like a thousand. <laughs> you yeah. know, oh, yeah. the only thing we're not doing this year that we did last year is creation, and that's because the festival died. Right. Mm. You know, like all together. So, but I mean, in in all our conversations with Ray, like you and I would be on the phone with him. And then, or or in a text conversation, and then as soon as that ends, you're calling me, and we're discussing like, all right, how can we make this as smooth as possible? Because we want this one to be easy for them, yeah. and two to be something that they're impressed by. Exactly. Because if we make it easy for them, they don't view this as a headache or a burden right. for us yeah. to come back. Yeah. And two, if we blow them away, then they're impressed at how easy it is to work with us and how much we bring to the table. Mm. It's good. Mm. I mean, that, that was kind of the testimony at the end of the night. <clears throat> Yeah. It wasn't a kid falling on his knees and accepting Jesus, but getting out of the room, we ended the show at 8.10, and we were out of the room by 9. Mm. We, we tore down an entire full system That's good. with kit 
and Angie stuff and all the cables and all mm-hmm. the monitors and all the lights in 50 minutes. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. You you were prepping a lot of time for teardown, and I wasn't going to stop you. But in my mind, I'm like, if I got my guy Gabe there, I've done setups like this in less than an hour with me and two other guys. We're fine. Yeah. Even if it's just me and Gabe on stage and wow. everyone else connects with people in the crowd, which we planned for. That's why we put two hours for teardown. Mm-hmm. Because we knew not everyone could be on the stage tearing down. Yeah. 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 No, I think it, it worked out perfectly. But it was really cool to talk to the security guy because yeah. that's another like advocacy thing, right? Yes. If you like, I view it as people of peace. Mm. You know, scripture talks about like finding people of peace. Mm. And I view like that as like security people. Mm. Like if you get on there, like quote unquote good side, not by being manipulative, yeah. but by being a person of integrity exactly. and doing everything you can to make their experience better. Yeah. yeah. Just having him speak well of our night, yes, because he got to go home an hour earlier mm. instead of needing to wait for us to yeah, get out. Yeah, yeah. even right. the maintenance guy, right? That's what true, I'm saying. True, yeah. Like All honoring them. them and making it so seamless. Yes, yeah. You know that to me, like that's what that's that stuff is so important. It's not yeah. just buttering up to the person who writes checks Absolutely. or the person who makes decisions. That's actually good. Because the Bible talks about not showing favoritism, mm-hmm. right? And not having this this mindset of like spending more time with these people of significance mm-hmm. and influence. No, like it, when you're kingdom and you're honoring the word and you're doing what Jesus says, which right. is to love all, like everybody and right. to have peace with everybody. Yeah. I think God blesses that. He moves yeah, in the hearts of the yeah. movers and shakers and decision makers because yeah. mm-hmm. you've sowed into less significant places you know so i think Mm. i think we're going to reap some benefits from this in relationship with penn state i hope that's that's another thing that i have picked up from you like he was saying like they picked up the artistry kind of stuff from you and and how to connect with people i've picked up more and more of like approaching people because you approach people like everybody in the room makes the decision of whether or not we come back you talk to every student like they would have been the president of the school Mm, you you treat their attention and their time as just as important yeah Mm. yeah yeah, I mean, it's you want to do ministry, you know. What I mean, like, <laughs> you want to you want to see an impact made in a student's life. Yeah, treat them, treat them well. You know, yeah. like restore dignity. Absolutely. And I and I'll just say this: I was genuinely very impressed with those students. Yeah, the two that true. like did a lot of the yeah. behind the scenes stuff to For make sure, sure that we yes. had everything we need. Yeah. I actually have never been more impressed with college students in my life mm-hmm. as I was with those two, with those two. Mm-hmm. and and even they were thinking proactively before mm-hmm. the event even started mm-hmm. about next year. Wow! So when we were walking around and passing out flowers, and everybody was asking, "Is there food there?" Which there wasn't, you know, because <laughs> we didn't have it in the budget or whatever. Right, you right. know, like it wasn't a part of the plan. Yeah. The one of the girls was like talking about like next year we need to have food. Mm-hmm. So that it's more of a draw for people yeah. to check this out, and I was yeah. like, "I forgot that was." Like, Look at y'all, hey, yeah, <laughs> for sure. So it was good. Yeah, good. John A and Dio, sure. shout out. Yeah, mm, thank you yes. both. Yeah. We love y'all. Yep. Um, Ray Weeson, Wisen Weeson. Uh-huh. Do not ask me, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> bro, he was your kid <laughs> <bro. laughs> for once, for one year. Oh, bro, shout out to Rasheed. I always get that mixed up. To this <laughs> day, yeah. I just call him Ray. Yeah. Ray Ray, thank you so much for having us. Penn State, yeah, thank man. you as well. And it was a pleasure. And uh yeah, thank you, SD, seriously. The MD stuff killed it. Jarrett, sound, you and Gabe set up teardown, everything you guys did. Yeah. Um, Rashid, thank you for 
being the through line for this whole thing, mm-hmm. you know, and stewarding your set so well. <laughs> ABG, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank oh, you for boy. killing your set. Yes, yes sir. The poet's poet. <laughs> um, I seriously. receive it. You receive it. He's just trying to get off his podcast. Yeah, (laughs) put it on your Instagram description right now. That's receiving it. (laughs) There it is. is. We love y'all. If you stumbled upon this podcast and uh, you don't currently partner with us, uh, please jump on our website, ripecreators.com. Consider giving a donation. Mm -hmm. Help us to do more things like this Penn State show and other future gigs around our area. Um, if you are here and you are here because you already partnered with us, we just want to say thank you. Yeah. This podcast is an expression of our gratitude for your generosity. Yeah. Um, in ways, this is like an audio newsletter because we want to show you that your generosity is being stewarded well yes. for kingdom impact, yeah. um, raising up the next generation of artists and creatives and leaders, but also going into spaces, unexpected spaces, yeah. and sharing the love in light of Jesus. And uh, Penn State, Havington, uh, we got to do that on March 31st. So thank you for sewing into this. Thank you for partnering with us. We couldn't do this without you. And uh, yeah, until next time, y'all, stay right. Stay right.